Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. Church is so miraculous. Um, you've probably heard our story before, but um, I have a DR in front of my name, and it's not because of, I went to Bible school or theology, <laughs> dental school. I'm a dentist, but I hung up my drills and, and uh, planted a church 36 years ago simply because someone said to me, the fact is you can do anything you want with the rest of your life. Just answer one question. What's the best? I didn't have to think. It's church. And uh, church is a miracle ground. And you see that, that um, video. It's a story. And aren't you glad you're part of the story? Like, God wrote you into the story. And we have to recognize that life is lived in a story. It, it, you know, even the way our brains work. Do you know that your brain only thinks in storyline? You, you know, lots of people think I've got lots of memories and they're like, you know, filing cabinets how to pull out the filing cabinet. No, they aren't. They're roads. And they go from one event to the next. And, and we actually don't even know who we are outside of story. So if you think that what you've known about your life tells you the whole story, think again. Because you and all of us, we are who we are, where we are, why we are, because of a bigger picture. Because of the generations that have paid a price. And I never want to miss that. That's why I tear up when I see, see videos like this. Because I know the price you paid. And I know it's not just for you. More importantly, it's for the micas, right? It's for the next generation. And when we actually appreciate the story, we begin to live with appreciation. And we, we, we begin to live this day, not just like another day, but like the day that has been seen for generations. You know, the, the, the vision that kept these two going and kept all of you. I mean, again, it took a lot more than two. It took so many of you. But it's the vision and the purpose behind it that we get a piece of. I always think of like this. If you were to take a, a good, thick book and open it up somewhere and tear off a page, and I'll give you that page. Here's your life. Tell me about it. You really don't have any idea until you put it back in the book and you read what happened before and what's happening afterwards. That's like our life and the story that we have. One of our friends said this um, a number of years ago, and it's just really got a hold of us and shaped us. Um, Ed Cole's son, Paul Cole, he said that what we do in life becomes history. What we put in motion becomes legacy. And so you've done 30 years. And let's just not leave it history. Let's look at what was put in motion, which is the story for all those to come. And, you know, Jesus didn't even start his ministry till 30. So you're just getting started. Oh, it's so good. It is great to be here. 
and we feel grateful. John and I have been in ministry for 36 years. Of course, we never thought this is what we'd be doing. John went to dental school, and by the time he had graduated from dental school, he um, we had two little girls, and uh, the third one was ready to manifest. And uh, so now those girls are well in their 40s. <laughs> How do we get this old? I don't know, but we, but we are. We will be celebrating. I know how. It took a long time. Yeah. <laughs> this year, we will be celebrating our 48th anniversary, which is wild to me, but it's reality. But I, every one of us, no, no one of, not one of us arrives at destiny alone, that God so divinely, intricately plans our life, as it says in Psalm 139, that every day of our life was written in a book before we even lived one. And so we're grateful to be connected to this story. We love Mike and Monica, pastors Mike and Monica, and their beautiful family deeply. They, um, they are a gift to our life. They are a gift to our children's lives. They are a gift to Relate Church. And by the way, Relate Church sends all the love in the world. They're praying for you today. And, and uh, that's a church that we planted. We were, not, we were originally Victory Christian Center and became Relate Church a number of years ago. But um, it's a story that God wove together. And sometimes you wonder, how did we get to be here and, you know, sit at this table? Well, God knows exactly how we need one another and to build together. And so we find, and I, I, I forgive me for being tender about it, but it's the beauty of relationship that God is building his beautiful church. And there has been such an assault on the church in this last while. There always has been an assault on the church globally. But I think this past few years, we know it. <laughs> and we're not just acting like, oh yeah, we got this. No, there's always been a persecuted church. But um, I feel like that's why we need to never take for granted moments like this, that we do have a memorial moment, that we take a moment to be grateful for what God is building and that the story that he wants to tell through our lives. And I want to read to you, and then we have just some thoughts to share with you. Um, just read right here out of Psalm 78, one of my favorite portions of scriptures. And it's a scripture that if you listen in, lean in, you'll see there's a story of the past, there's a story of the present, and there's a story of the future. And all of us have a past, we have today, and then we have what's in front of us. And how we live today will determine how we will live in the future. But this scripture is beautiful as we look here. It says in um, verse 1 of Psalm 78, Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden treasures from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so that so that the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. And verse 6 and 7 says, For perpetuity, God's way will be passed down from one generation to the next. And in this way, every generation will have a living faith in the laws of life and never forget 
the faithful ways of God. Wow. wow. Isn't that just beautiful? You know, we are a part of that story, the God story. God, or you may not, John finds his name in the Bible, but it's not that John. But, you know, there's no Helen in the Bible. It talks about hell, but it doesn't talk about Helen. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I said that, but, you know. I do. Hell, hell in German is a beautiful word. It means light, and that is the meaning of Helen. But anyhow, remember that. But we are part of this beautiful story, and so we want to talk about the past, the present, and the future. And, um, you know, it's fun to look at videos and remember. You know, videos that I know that there would be at least one person in that video um, that we look at, and they're, they're in heaven. They're cheering us on from the, from the, the grandstands of heaven. Not everyone who has, was with us in the beginning is here with us anymore, but they have sown into the soil of this house. And, and it's a part of our story, and it's beautiful. And then I, I look at a baby on its way, a beautiful grandbaby's here, but this beautiful grandbaby on the way. And, uh, you know, the what we're building for in the future is going to be beautiful. So let's talk a bit about the past. The past is a bridge into the future. Years and years ago, I stood on a platform, a very large church in Australia, teaching a Bible school class. And I, I think of that moment so often because it was a defining moment in my life. The generation, not only were there generations, but the nations were represented there. And I, as I was walking on the platform, as I did this morning, I felt the Spirit of the Lord tap me on my shoulder and say, you did not get here on your own. And I was very mindful in that moment of my grandparents. Both of them, both sets of my grandparents escaped out of Russia. I'm a Mennonite brother, and if there's any other Mennonites in the house, you know, here we go. I know when I come to Alberta, I'm going to meet a few. And uh, if I go to Winnipeg, I'm going to meet a lot. <laughs> um, but that is my heritage. When I first met her, she said she was Mennonite. I asked her, is there a cure? He thought it was a disease. It's... There's no cure. <laughs> kind of proud of my heritage. But, um, but their story is pretty tragic. You could write movies around what they went through. But they were people of faith. And when I read this portion of scripture, I always think about my grandparents. One of my, one of my grandfathers, he was a pastor. And, and planted a, a church in Paraguay where they escaped out of Russia, ended up in Paraguay and planted a church that actually has had a big impact in our city generations later. But I wouldn't have known. But they, they, if I read this scripture, what I hear, and I can hear from my grandmother sharing the stories with me, they always made God big. Yes, there were hardships. Yes, there were challenges. Yes, there were battles to overcome. But the battle never outshone the faithfulness and the goodness and the kindness of God. They they made God big. And so to sit and hear their stories, which were pretty devastating. I didn't hear bitterness. I didn't hear anger. I heard the faithfulness of God. And so that is so important for us in even these days. What is the story that we will tell? Let's talk about the faithfulness and the kindness and the goodness of God. Because even though the church maybe has been assaulted in recent years, it has never been shut down and it cannot be. I, I, I think of, to quote someone who said something greatly, they might try to, to burn the vineyard, but they'll never burn the vine because the vine is Jesus. And that is who we are united to. So 
Never take for granted the price that was paid for you. Honor it and, and, and treasure it. We don't stay in the past. A lot of people just want to stay in the past and relive the past. No, no, no. We're not going back to 2020. We're not going back to 30 years ago. We are moving forward. We have learned, as Soren Kierkegaard said, I love it, life is only understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. But the past is a bridge to the future. Yeah, and... What we need to do is celebrate. To never miss the opportunity to celebrate. Yeah. But understand what we celebrate, okay? Um, it's like your children, when they're growing up, you as parents get to, to play an amazing part in forming their personality. And a lot of parents, you know, they, they say things like, oh, you're so tall. They did nothing to get tall. What you celebrate will actually grow. It, it's what we attract. What we celebrate is what we attract. And what we need to celebrate is the strength, is the choices, is the perseverance, is the, the, the patience, is, you, you know, go ahead. You, you, could, you could spend the next half hour coming up with every verb that talks about how this church got to where it is. I just use one word, press. This church wasn't begun with a nice, comfortable relax. It didn't grow with a relax. This didn't get here with comfortable. And yet most of us, if we really, really were honest, our goal in life is to be comfortable. We just... You know, we're, we want to get the comfortable job. We want to have the comfortable house, the comfortable car. You know, I've, I've said many times, if you, want, if you really want to be comfortable, get a casket. <laughs> it's satin lined, pillows all over. Really comfortable. But we weren't born for comfortable. The opposite would be press. What are we pressing for? And if we could look back, we would see such a press from so many and it would be celebration that would cause us to to go forward with the press and that's my prayer mm -hmm. is that as we go through this celebration that we do look back and like Helen said use it as a bridge I would say more like use it as a a, a launch pad mm -hmm. yeah. for what the future will hold and the the purpose behind it. So what we celebrate, we tend to repeat. And so don't miss the opportunity to celebrate. Okay, look past all of, you know, the glitter. A lot of times what we're looking forward to, what we want to celebrate is the reward. You didn't do anything to get the reward. That's what God did. What you did was the process. You were the faithful. You did all the character things that God's called us to do, and then God gave the increase. Always remember that. God gives the increase. And so what an opportunity for us to celebrate. When you recognize that, the weight of what has already gone before us, I've always felt, when I think of my parents' and grandparents' story and others and the story of city life, it's a, it's a sacred responsibility to not squander the weight of the strength of what has already built, which brings us to this present moment. It's an opportunity that we all share in right now. Yeah. 
um, John likes to say it like this, the most important day of your life is not the day you got married or you got saved or got baptized. They're all beautiful and important. But the most important day of your life is today. Because what we do today will determine tomorrow. And that's why I love that scripture that teaches us to number our days so that we will live with a heart of wisdom. It's, it's a, a scripture that has been very loud in my heart. Um, as, yeah, it's just been important to me. I've, there's been some really deep losses of friendships in my life. And, and when I say losses, I'm talking like my closest friend passed away. And, uh, and I look at that with, with this thought of like in a moment, something so tragic can happen. And yet I think of the, the beauty of what we shared. But one thing that I recognized in that moment is I have today. And I, and I think of my friend who lived every day with such passion and such conviction and such purpose. I, and, and others that, you know, we recently had the funeral of her. She was 71 years old, much older than me, but no, not really. She was 71 when she passed. And then another beautiful young boy who was actually here, part of the, the Edmonton Oil Kings, tragically killed in a car accident in a moment. He was 16 years old when he went to heaven. But I thought both of them lived with a passion that truly two of the people that was unparalleled passion and drive and lived passionately. And I look at that and I think... As I framed this year, I put one word over it. I said, today. I will not waste today. I will live today with everything. I will have the conversations that I need to have. I will pray the prayers that I, that I need to pray. I will give sacrificially today so that there is a tomorrow. I don't want to waste this moment. I don't want it to just be another day that we just check off the tick off. I want it to have weight and strength and impact to it. And Because this moment for each and every one of us is tied to eternity. It is tied to eternity. So don't squander the moment. And everything we're doing, and today is significant. The celebration, it is significant. And so don't miss this moment because, like I said, it's tied to eternity. Listen to this, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, I know God has made everything beautiful for its time, and God has also placed in our minds a sense of eternity. We look back on the past, and we ponder over the future, yet we cannot fully understand the doings of God. So that's why today matters. And so um, I think every day when I wake up now, I look at things a little differently. I mean, I'm, I'm 66 years old now, so I, I look at life differently. I've lived more of my life than I'm, you know, more than half of it, well over that. But I, and I plan to live for a long time still, but I just recognize what this day is holding for us. And so I wake up every morning different than I did when I was 20 or 30. And I wish that I had known to do it smarter when I was 20. But that is like today matters. I'm going to encounter Jesus. And from that encounter, I'm going to encounter people. And nothing is more important than that. Yeah. Some of my favorite scriptures are in um, 1 John chapter 2, where John says, I write to you. And then he, he's three groups, young men, um, or you know, children, young men, and fathers. And uh, over the years, I've, I've always like, what's that all about? Because he repeats himself. And whenever the Bible repeats itself, pay attention. And really, uh, a person that's a child in the faith is all about what I get. Because we get saved, so we get heaven. We get to have this, 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 this. A young man or a young woman is all about what I can do. <laughs> 
I can do this, 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 this. But a father or a mother is all about who you can empower. And it is a, it's a more um, influential and therefore a more powerful stage of life who we can empower. But again, I will come back to what, what you celebrate, you actually attract into your life. And um, what you can celebrate in others is, again, not just, you know, what the reward that they have, but the strength that they've put into it and the press that they've put into it. And, and so, so I've hit that fathering stage of life. And, and uh, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm really challenged. I have a daughter that is pastoring our church. And my goal is to, to know Jesus as good as she does. Really, she's amazing in so many ways. And I just don't want to relax. I don't want to lean back. I want to be that person that can be the fathering, the mothering, the, um, in, in, the, the influencer. Today, we've got influencers in, that aren't influencing anybody. <laughs> you know how you be an influencer? You be somebody that others want to be like. And that means like never before. I want to have that press. I want to, I, I want to um, you know, lean in more and more like you guys. I mean, I look at this building and I go, wow, what you have done because of what has God, how God has blessed you. But this just makes me think of what's going to happen. And I really do believe, City Life, that you're one of the, the uh, cornerstone churches in our nation. Things that you've done. You know, Pastor Monica. What? That sounds like a woman to me. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I am, you know, you guys are amazing in so many ways. And I just encourage you. You just start it. And so press like never before. Don't relax. Let's take this time to celebrate. But let's celebrate all of those things that we want to actually see more of. So good. And the hope of the future is waiting for us, isn't it? Made by the very choices that we're making today. That there is children yet unborn that'll be here long after we're no longer here. That whose lives will be shaped by moments like this. Um, I didn't know that when I was raising my children, my little girls, I have three little, you know, they're big girls, like I said, in their 40s. But when they were little, I did not realize until much later that I was actually raising my grandchildren. And now, you know, I have a grandson who's engaged to be married. He'll get married on, in, in August. And I realized that there's going to be another generation of Burnses on the earth, which is going to, I'm hoping they will. I think there will be. Um, but it's going to be beautiful. But all the choices we made so long ago actually are just sewn into the future. And history will not write itself. We, as individuals, make history. We have this treasure right now, this seed of faith and hope that we possess today, an opportunity to do something now because generations are waiting for us. And so that is why it is so important. So what can we do today? Let me just you know, say, um, 
our daughter Angela is our lead pastor and her husband Rod is amazing. And uh, the other day I was, I, I was out with them and I kind of felt like uh, all that we did kind of set the stage for what you're doing today. And it was, you know, our choices set the stage for their choices. And God just got all over me. And he said, no, 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 no. Um, your choices were determined because of their call. In other words, we did everything we did. We didn't know it, but we were setting a stage for what God has for them um, because of their choices. Okay, so recognize everything we're doing is setting a stage for what they're going to do, the future. So the question is, what can we do today? If you go back to that season, our youngest daughter, Ashley, she and her husband have also planted a church in the last two years. It's wonderful. We've got two leading churches today. It's pretty stunning. And uh, all our daughters are doing beautifully, and we're so proud of them. But, um, you know, that God is this generational builder, and he wants to build something great. But back when I was pregnant with Ashley, um, I was very stuck. Our marriage was very broken. Um, it looked like it wasn't going to make it. It wasn't because of infidelity or abuse or anything like that. We were just stuck. I was far from God. I went through a real time of um, pulling back, even though I could never imagine that I would have done that. But I was stuck. And I remember one day I had come to the end of myself, and I knew it was a do-or-die moment. It was a pivotal moment in my life where I knew that if I did not make a good choice, you know, like the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, that God has set before us this day life and death, blessing or cursing, therefore choose life why so that you and your descendants your children will live and I got on my knees gave it all to Jesus and the rest is history but that one moment I could have left my marriage and and been unfaithful to the call of God or I could have just said God I don't know how to do this without you and that was exactly the prayer I prayed I said God I have had life with you and I have had life without you and from this day forward I will never live a day without you and that has been, that was the cry of my heart and the commitment that I made. That today was very important, but it set me up for 43 years later and to see what God has done um, out of that one prayer. So you may feel stuck today and say, you know, I can see what you're celebrating here. I can see what God is doing, but I don't know how I fit into that. I want you to ask God the question. God, what is something I can do today that will move me toward where you're calling me? where you don't let yourself stay stuck. You can't sometimes help it when you get stuck, but you don't have to stay stuck. And that day I decided no more. I'm going to bow my knee. I remember thinking, I'm going to go this way with you, God. I have no idea if John will go forward with me or if he'll walk away from this, but I'm going to go with you anyway. And that one decision... I look back about the, the past was a bridge into the future. I made a choice on one day that brought me into the future. But every single day, I still have to choose Jesus and choose his way. It's not a one-time decision. It's a one-time decision that I come back to over and over and over again. So what do we do? I, I allowed God to begin to heal my very broken heart, my broken dreams, and God has not only met that, but he has done, as Ephesians 3.20 says, he's done exceedingly abundantly above and beyond my wildest dreams and expectation because that's who God is, right? You will never know until you just let God have his way and begin to write the story of your life because God is a God that writes good stories. 
And we might try to write it our way, but God's way is better. His ways are higher and more beautiful and more fruitful and more rewarding. And so if you want God the master builder to build your life, yeah, it's going to cost you more. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. But even when you had the plan for this building, it's messy. It's costly. Sometimes takes longer than you think it's going to take, and, and yet it's more worth it than you could ever know. So, yeah, we're here to congratulate you today, but also want to be just a part of the story inviting you to the future, because it's amazing. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, hasn't even entered our hearts or mind yet what God has in store. So I don't know about you, but I've got my hand up to say, God, let's go. I want to go with you into the future. I want to be a part of the story that you're writing through City Life Church, through this story, this, this beautiful story that you began long before any of us ever arrived here. But I want to be a part of the story that leads us into the future. And I think you do too. So in closing, let me just quote one scripture that makes such a difference in our life, and that is 2 Corinthians 3.18, where Paul writes and says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding, there's the word, everybody say beholding, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into that very image from glory to glory. In other words, what we behold, we become. What we, we behold, we move toward. Mm -hmm. And again, legacy is not what we've done is history. What we put in motion is legacy. So let me say it like this. What you behold will become the legacy of your life. So what are you beholding? Look at your time. Look at what you do with your life. Look at where the press is, what's most important to you. And I think for all of us, it's a, something we need to, to sometimes make adjustments to. So in closing, let me ask you, what do you need to hold loosely? Something that you thought was so important. Like, for instance, when COVID hit, churches needed to hold how many people were in attendance more loosely. Because it wasn't about that. It was about how many hearts were in the room and how many people were being discipled and become more like Jesus. So what do you need to hold more loosely? It's not really about that. It's not about how much money in the bank. It's not about the car you drive. What do you need to hold what you've been holding too tight? Let, let, just loosen up a bit. Okay, it's important, but it's not that important. Yeah. Secondly, is what do you need to tighten your grip on? Okay, what is more important in your life? Is it the car you drive or is it the relationship you have with God? Is it the, the way that, that others know how much you love them? By the phone calls, by there's so many things. What do you need to tighten your grip on? And then maybe most important, what do you need to let go of? There's stuff that steals our future, not just ours, but our generations that yep. in front of us. Yep. You know, um, Helen doesn't even know this, but there's, you know, I, I waste a lot of time playing games on computer because, you know, it's like procrastination. Anybody else? <laughs> procrastination?
addiction, maybe. <laughs> Very competitive. <laughs> They're not on my iPad anymore. No. They're not on my iPhone anymore. They we're witnessing a miracle today, people. <laughs> when, when we planted our church, I literally laid down my life. I did the craziest thing anybody could imagine. You go through university for all those years, become a, a, a doctor or dentist, and you hang it up to plant a church, and you had no idea how to run a church. No idea. Stupid. I don't ever want to lose that kind of stupid. I don't ever want to get to the place where I'm going to relax with what's happened. I want to give my life every day. And I'm in a different stage of life. Like I could just weep for all of you. Because I know what God has for you. Sometimes you got to let go of the stuff that's been holding you. Loosen your grip on something and figure out what it is. Because the next generation is going to run with what it is. It's what you behold that determines your legacy. What's your legacy? Don't wait till you're 69 like me. Start right now. So let me pray for you. As we close, just bow your heads with me. Have you answered the question to yourself? What is it that I need to hold more loosely? I really want to tighten my grip. And then I'm just letting go of this and this and this and this. It's really not that important. And I certainly don't want my grandkids living their life like that. They say what walks in the parents, runs in the kids. So let's let the heart of God walk. Let's, let's press as hard as we can and see them go even farther. If you're here and, and you feel like God is pulling you toward him. You feel like your heart is wanting to to make a stand for him like we saying, I stand arms high heart lifted to him. This is the place and the time to do it. It's your choice. It really is. And, and life's full of choices. Life doesn't live itself. You need to cho choose so if you're choosing today for any one of those, I just want to agree with you in prayer. I don't want to point you out or anything, but I do want you to make a choice. Are there things that you need to hold more loosely? Have you determined that you need to tighten your grip? And then are there things that you need to let go of? Are you ready? ready, willing to do that? If so, could I agree with you in prayer? And if that's you, 
maybe this may be too bold, but if that's you, in any one of those areas, could I just ask you to stand to your feet? And I'll stand with you. Lord, I'm holding that more loose. Tighten my grip. And I'm definitely letting go of this and this and this. So, Father, you see everyone in the room. You see choices right now that are going to set the stage for the future, for generations to come. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our strength. You're the one that's leading and guiding us and across this room. I just lay these people before you and ask you, God, that you would put your hand on their shoulder right now and let them know, well done, let's go. And we give you all the praise for it now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.